0: I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and uh, so I would quote that verse a whole lot when I was going up against an offensive lineman or a guy that was receiving he had me by four or five inches. I learned to practice it. I learned to put into practice my faith. Welcome everybody
1: to the Run the Race podcast. As this episode comes out, you guys will be enjoying Thanksgiving in just a day or two. And so hopefully uh, you will have safe travels and and get to enjoy some great food and fellowship with family. And uh, really the most important thing is is it's a time to be thankful. Thankful to God. Thankful for our family. Thankful for just the opportunity he gives us. Uh, To uh, to just live this life that we have right now. And uh, I have a great guest on uh, that, uh, you know, is very interested in faith, uh, but also has a career in football as well, as a lot of folks will be maybe watching pigskin, NFL, college football over the Thanksgiving time and uh, the (laughs) Iron Bowl. Alabama at Auburn will be this Saturday at three 30 Eastern time at Jordan Hare stadium. That's right. We say Jordan, it's not Jordan, uh, in the Auburn area. <laughs> so I uh, have with me, uh, <laughs> that's right. Jeremiah Castile, a, um, former Alabama football legend, born actually here where I am in Columbus, Georgia, the eighth of nine children, a big family, attended a Catholic school. And in the second grade, so he knew pretty early on, he told his teacher he wanted to be a professional <laughs> football player. So that's, that's pretty early to know that this is what you want to do and then to actually live that out. Uh, back in 1979, he got a scholarship to play at the University of Alabama. Some people around here say Roll Tide. And, uh, and he got to play under Coach Bear Bryant, the legend himself. It was an All-American defensive back for them, and actually the MVP of Bear Bryant's last game at the Liberty Bowl. And went on to play in the NFL, uh, drafted in 1983 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then traded to the Broncos. And I think there was a, a famous play in the 1987 AFC Championship game where he uh, uh, he stripped the ball, known as the fumble. And he went back and got his degree at Alabama. In fact, all six of the Castile children have uh, – so they, they must like Bama because they all followed <laughs> in his footsteps and went to the University of Alabama. Three boys, three girls. And he really had a chance, Jeremiah did, to minister to players during his four years at Tampa Bay and two years playing for the Denver Broncos. He's, uh was ordained as a minister in 1999. And uh, him and his wife, Jean, founded the Jeremiah Castile Foundation um, after that. And uh, he has been a chaplain for the University of Alabama football team for the last two decades. So without further ado, Jeremiah Castile, who joins us now from Birmingham. Thank you so much.
0: It's great to be here with you, Jason. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you so much. Well, first of all, you know, um, I mean, we're going to talk about um, you know, faith, which I know is extremely important for both of us and about, you know, um, the lessons learned on and off the field, um, being chaplain for Bama and, um, you know, and witnessing to teammates and coworkers. But I want to talk to you first about the Iron Bowl. I know that you're I, I assume <laughs> you're going to be there or, or, you know, so are you, um, you know, um, how excited are you for this game? Because, I mean, I know Auburn just had a rough loss. Against a team they they shouldn't have lost to Alabama's rolling right now. So uh, what what do you what do you think about the game?
0: Well, the first thing is if <clears throat> you've been uh, involved in the rivalry as long as I have, you've seen uh, the type of games that you don't take anything for granted. Uh, as they say, you can you can throw records out the window <laughs> and. Um, It's just neat when you have rivalries. That's what, you know, regardless of what records are, it makes for a great game. And that's what uh, I know the players at Alabama will be looking forward to is that Auburn will come and play. They won't play like they played last Saturday, guarantee you that. So the in-state rivalry is a tremendous rivalry. To me, the greatest rivalry in college football. I was uh, fortunate to play in four of those and I played in the one that they would call bow over the top. That was my senior year. Uh, that would be the most famous one that I was involved in. And um, so it's a, it's a, it's the, really it's the most important game of the year for the university of Alabama team, because this is the next game.
1: That's absolutely right. And, um, you know, so uh You know what? What was it like playing in the Iron Bowl? I mean, I know obviously you played in a bunch of football games over the course of four years at Bama, six years in the NFL, and then obviously before that as well. But um, you know, how was the Iron Bowl different? Um, Because I think at that at that time was it played in Birmingham? Is that right? Or
0: we played we played all of ours at Legion Field, right? And I my little story is I I took all of them personal, Jason, because. When I was a senior being recruited uh, out of high school, I went to visit uh, Auburn University in one of their games. And um, Coach Wayne Trey was my head coach. He took me over. And uh, at the time, Alabama was recruiting me too. And and uh, Coach Barfield was their coach. So we were riding back after the game to Phoenix City. And I said, well, Coach, what did Coach Barfield have to say? And Coach Trey looked over at me and said, he thinks you're too small. Wow, and uh, and so for a guy that you know pretty much, I heard that all of my uh, my life in in, in the sport, uh, even when I got to the higher levels. For me, uh, from that point on, after the university signed me, I said, "Man, I'm going to make them remember that." <laughs> <laughs> that uh, <laughs> they told me though, so I took it personal every time we played them. Man, I I was trying to um, do everything I can to to let them know, hey, you should have, you made a mistake right there. Yeah,
1: do, how do you you know? And you talked about you know um, it's a rivalry. You can throw the records out the window, but you know how does like Coach Saban um, you know get his guys up for this game? I mean it's a road game at Auburn, so you don't you shouldn't have to necessarily get them up for it. But the fact that you know Auburn is um, what I think they're six and five now and um, they're bowl eligible, but Bama's playing for you know trying to get to that, you know, college football playoff.
0: Well if you get you have the right type of leadership on the team, then they already know what's at stake. Um, with this team this year, I think you've seen them in some games where they, uh, to get to this point to where they are in this position, they've had to, uh, they've had to respond in the second half. They've had to really uh, find out who they were, who they are as a team this year. And uh so I believe that's the team you'll see show up on Saturday. It's, uh, it's the next game. That's why it's the biggest game. It just so happened to be the Iron Bowl. But I believe this team is on a mission to accomplish uh, a championship. Uh, and this is the next game, um, the next hurdle in that process.
1: And one last thing on this, you know, and, and as the as chaplain, what is your role of responsibility? You know, during the week, uh, on game day, what do you do? And and and, um, you know, do you kind of, you know, talk to the team? Do you meet with players individually?
0: Jason, we I go I, I commute to Tuscaloosa. I live in Birmingham, and I commute down during the week to practice. the The heavier practice are Tuesday, Wednesdays. So I go to practice uh, um, and uh, I have a relationship with individual players. So I feel like my goal is to help equip and encourage the players at what they do to be uh, to help assist Coach Saban in what his big job is. And um, and so uh, and then we get where we do. I travel with the team. We do a chapel before every game. Um, If if we'll do it uh, four and a half hours before every game, unless it's an 11 o'clock game and we do it on a, on a Friday night. And um, I, I try to have a theme for every game and starting the year out and I build on that theme. So we uh, I felt, uh, We started this season with the theme of a season of greatness and uh, tying in biblical scriptures with uh, why we, sh- we should be as individual people pursuing greatness in our lives.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I and I know that, you know, kind of in reading your bio and, and learning more about you and, and some of the things I mentioned you know, to open the episode, you know, um, do you feel like, you know, God uses people in our lives to, to help us, but God uses things and hobbies and, and, and um, you know, jobs as well. H- how has he used football to make, you know, help you be closer to him?
0: Football is a great field to learn as a Christian to practice, to put in practice your faith. What you say you believe. For me personally, by uh, not having the measurables as a prototype defensive back or corner, I learned to put into practice uh, Philippians 4.13 is one of my favorite scriptures. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And uh, so I would quote that verse a whole lot when I was going up against an offensive lineman or a guy that was receiving, he had me by four or five inches. I learned to practice. It. I learned to put into practice my faith and um, have been able to build a testimony from that of on-field football success. So um, I truly believe, as I preached a message yesterday to a congregation at Tuscumbia, Alabama, I said, faith works.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I guess you hear faith without works is dead, but faith works. Is uh, is 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 a great way to put it as well. It works when you practice. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yes. You you can say it all you want, but uh, but you got to do it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Um, so it has and been very. It just that's how football has been, and I thank God for it because of the faith lessons that that I learned from playing.
1: And, and going back to, uh, I guess it was seven year old Jeremiah Castile. You know, um, you know, uh, how, how did you did you? I mean, were you somebody who enjoyed the sport,
0: or did you? You did better you, believe like- it. Yes. Oh, Jason, I'm so, <laughs> when you mentioned that, uh, I think that was Sister Veronica at Mother Mary Mission School that asked me that question. Her, uh, her sister DePaul, and. I was a I by seven years old. I was already watching NFL films. That's where I I, I my vision for hey man. That's what I, I if you if you uh, have any familiarity with watching those films those on Sundays, man. They, they it, NFL films would come on and that music and seeing those guys in slow motion and uh, it just captivated me. <laughs> so as a kid. And so that's where I first started uh, really forming a, 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 a vision to want to be a professional football player.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you hear a lot of kids, you know, like um, want to be a pro basketball player, pro baseball player, football. And and obviously it's extremely difficult. It's the percentages are not in our favor to to make that happen. So what would you say to kids or uh, out there or you know high school football players that have those dreams you know um would you encourage them to dream big or is it kind of like let's be a little more
0: realistic no dream dream i would always encourage them to dream big and know that god has plans for if that dream comes true or not there there are other plans i i what I do today in ministry came a lot of my training came out of the edu- getting an education at University of Alabama, and what I I do today. So all of it kind of meshes to it's it's it within that the big dream of me playing that was what I do today is it is followed after that dream, and so I found that God had a plan for me after I I got through with the big dream.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and you talked about learning so much from football, you know, obviously you played for, for bear for coach Bryant there at Alabama. What, what was it, you know, what was it about him, you know, um, that was so special or in terms of what, I mean, did you guys have, was it, was it friendly or did was, was he hard on you?
0: Coach Bryant was a champion. And I met a champion, when I got University of Alabama as a freshman, and he, when I say that, I, I have this little acronym for, uh, for champion or this little this, The word itself kind of spells out: the C is for character, the H is for honor and humility, the A is for attitude. Keep yours positive. The M is for master. The P is master the talents and abilities God's given you. The P is for passion. The I is for inspiration. Be an inspiration to your fellow man. The O is for optimism. Be an eternal optimist. And the N is never give up. And I get really all of that I get I got from Coach Bryant. Being up under his leadership for four years, so he was a champion. I met a champion and. He taught me how to think like a champion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that I mean, that's a that's a great acronym. I mean, I mean, and that's more than just the football field. I mean, that can apply
0: to anything you do in life, right? I I still apply it today at this very moment. In my life. <laughs> There's not a day go by I don't think about Coach Bryan or hear his voice in my head.
1: Yeah, and then you know, going on to the NFL and playing for two teams there and um you know you had a chance to witness to teammates was that something purposeful or you know god opened opportunities for you to talk to um maybe you know people that were unchurched or christian um or was it something that you just like okay this is what god wants me to do while i'm in the nfl
0: jason yes, i would say it was very intentional based on the spiritual training and discipleship i received at the University of Alabama under Campus Crusade for Christ and the athletes in action ministry they had. So there at the University of Alabama, I was discipled for three and a half years under a gentleman. And we learned to, within that three and a half year, I learned to share my faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned to uh, disciple others, small group. So when I got to the NFL I was very intentional about continuing that part of my spiritual life I one of the things when I was at Alabama this gentleman taught us he said you know he would say football was a platform that God has given you to share um, the good news with others and to disciple others so that's what I was very intentional about from day one, going to Tampa Bay and my my wife and I, we were involved. We, we had a Bible, we were involved in a Bible study and after a couple of years that we started one. And, um, I tell people, I only knew about that much word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just a little bit.
0: Yeah. But you know what? It's that little bit that grew. It's it. it and, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I only knew a little bit, but I wasn't afraid to share that, and that's how I my hunger for the word grew.
1: Um, and, and you maybe there's um I don't know, conceptions, uh, you know, um, about you know NFL or football players in general about being big, tough guys who don't cry and you know just want to hit people and kind of you know taking their anger out, and you know you don't maybe picture football players gather around for a Bible study or pouring their emotions out and 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 open being vulnerable with each other. So how do you, you know, um is, you know, how do you kind of get rid of those misconceptions?
0: Well, you know, from a fans viewpoint, yeah, ball players can be big, strong, tough guys, but when you're one of them and you're in the locker room and you become friends, you share your problems. So football players have problems like everybody else have problems, and that's where um, I learned to uh, be intentional about ministry to my uh, to my teammates. I, you know, I when I was at Alabama, I I came there with just I felt like a lot of problems, <laughs> personal stuff within my own life, and from my mother being having a alcohol problem, and it was those four years under the leadership there that really matured me and grew me up to where I saw my mother uh, come to Christ and mm. stop drinking when I got in the NFL because we had the financial resources to put her in uh, rehab.
1: Yeah. Is uh something where, you know, did you get – like a positive reaction from teammates? I mean, was it something like, cause some people like there's different ways to witness. I mean, you can stand on a corner, be the street preacher kind of, you know, yelling and, and, and or fire fire brimstone, or you can be the, the soft spoken and that, that relationship with people and, or maybe they come to you. So what was the reaction from teammates? Did you have some say, no, I'm good, Jeremiah?
0: The way the Lord instructed me was, you better lead by example zip your lip and let people see your action and so i purposefully uh lived it out and spoke very little um uh, uh, just uh i would say from a public standpoint about but you know when you're with defensive backs you 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 in your little groups you 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 travel together. You do everything, so you get to know each other, and guys can really see uh, your disciplines. They see your disciplines. You know, I carry my Bible. I would pray. I would. So you're you're making a statement through all those little things that they see you doing. I wouldn't go where a lot of guys went, and um, so making those just living my life and God slowly but surely actually opened up opportunities for for me to get to uh, uh, ministering to disciple my teammates
1: do you think you know whether it be football or, or another job if you have fame or if you have money I mean, you can make a lot of money as a lawyer or a doctor or whatever else too um do you think those things make it more difficult on a Christian, um, because of, you know, the temptations and you're able to buy things that or go places that you normally couldn't go.
0: I, I think it does. I think success can really hinder, uh, your faith foundation. I, um, success can become a distraction. It can get your eyes off of what really, you know, you, like I started out at thirteen is where I came to know Lord. So by the time I got to the NFL, I, I've been walking with God for about a decade, and uh, I just uh, I decided that um, I was gonna not lose focus of my of my faith. And really, when you got I got to the NFL, it was more it was more needed with fame and ac- access to money and stuff. My faith and, was more important then than ever.
1: Yeah. I mean, because you and you got to lean on it like, you know, when when the like when the times get tough. And sometimes when our when our cup is full, we we don't go to God or we forget about him. But when our when our cup is empty or when we're going through rough times, that's when we go to him. But you should, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> praise praise when it's good and when it's bad, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I call it yo yo relationship. <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> Um, and you've got you know um your, your big family yourself i mean you come from a big family but um you all have six kids how important is that you know is is faith at, you know as as the the as the father that you are how important is that to kind of pass that legacy on to to your kids to your family
0: it is of utmost importance that i leave a legacy of faith that's what i have um, worked at from the time our children were born uh, from even the names we cast a vision with their names all of their names were from the uh, from the word of God and so we I've just taken serious the, uh, the relationship with the Lord in that when I'm no longer around that my children will carry on the legacy of faith
1: now how, how old are they now what's the range of age your kids we
0: have i have we have six and three boys three girls from 39
1: to 30. gotcha all right so everybody's out of the house have been for a while
0: (laughs) yes sir
1: um and i know your, your your son caleb um in fact you came um you may remember this i know you've been to like tons of places all over the georgia and alabama and the country speaking but you came to our church my church um solid rock with pastor jay bailey uh, here in Columbus uh, many years ago i think this is around the time the movie woodlawn came out and your son yes, Caleb yeah. uh, your son Caleb was uh, was he a stunt double uh, for the the guy who played tony nathan is that right or was he an actor in it
0: he was the lead actor he played tony nathan
1: that's right that's right yeah yeah that's, so i mean that, what what was yeah. what was that like seeing him kind of you know i mean this was you know a story about about bama you know but uh what, what was that like
0: Jason, that's really a God story because Caleb had zero acting experience and uh, they had hired someone with acting experience, the Irwin brothers who produced it, to do that, mo- to be the lead ca- character in that movie. And uh, the gentleman had a work visa Hold up. Caleb had been, Caleb was the stunt double in it right. and they ended up uh, writing, a uh, coming to agreement with him and he ended up doing that role. And uh, as of recently, he just finished his uh, fourth season with NCIS Los Angeles uh, with CBS.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what is that? Was that, uh, I mean, like you said, um, you know, that God made that opportunity happen, you know, for him. And now he's made a career out of it.
0: Yes. He's been out in California for 10 years now. And, um, I had no idea he had acting uh, aspirations or vision for that. Just zero. He was a good football player. He was he he had uh, he had scholarship offers coming out of high school. We decided he would walk on at Alabama. He was a part of the 2011 and 12 national championship teams. And going into his senior year of at Alabama, he decided to pursue acting, and so he quit. Uh, football so he could pursue acting and so that's where he's i had no idea he wanted to do any of that (laughs) matter of (laughs) fact when he called me the day he called me and he told me he was talking to me i I tell people as he was talking i was loading my gun
1: (laughs) (laughs) um and was that for you um as you know football was such an instrumental part of your life where was that something that you encouraged your kids to play sports or you just kind of let them, okay, well, if they feel like they want to do it, like let let them do it. Maybe I'll help coach or a little bit here and there.
0: Well, Jason, to be honest with you, I, I was so blessed from the lessons of playing sports. I led it in three sports in high school, basketball, football, and track and field. And the lessons I learned from them. When we start, when we had our children, I told them, nope. Let me. T- I made them. <laughs> they had to play a sport. They didn't have a choice in the castle house. does not matter have which one. Yeah, or you got to find somewhere else to live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like you said, sports has such a, um, a powerful thing. I played basketball and tennis. Um, growing up, and and uh, but and, you know, and, and it's just there's so many different things. The team camaraderie, the lessons of discipline, and like you said, practice, uh, all those kind of things. Um, and so, along with your, you know, being chaplain for 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 Bama, and um, and and staying busy with, with different things, you also have the Jeremiah Castile Foundation. Tell me about for those who don't aren't familiar with it.
0: What do you guys do, and 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 how does it work? We. <laughs> Our kind of what I call our tagline is invest, influence, impact, and inspire the next generation. And we do that through football camps. Uh, we, do in, we do a lot of camps in the summer. And um, the camps, we'll do them in Alabama, Georgia, uh, North Carolina. We, 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 we go to different states. and uh, And with what I do at Alabama – with our players, we use our football players, college football players to let them coach the camp. And we try to develop leadership development through our players at Alabama. Matter of fact, our camps are so great. uh, We've done camps with Auburn University's Chaplain Chet Williams. He and I, uh, we've teamed up and done camps uh, down in South Alabama at Andalusia High School, use their school. But we usually do middle to high school students. And so we feel like it's important that these young players that are in college and they're getting all of the attention to learn how to give back, the importance of that, that's what Coach Bryant preached to us. And so our camps are free. So our foundation does the underwriting of those camps. And um, we, have, uh, we have just uh, over the last 20 years or so, of doing those camps we've had tens of thousands of middle and high schoolers we've had a chance to influence their lives
1: yeah well that's that's fantastic and we'll we'll put a link in the show notes to uh, your foundation so if people want to support it and want to find out what's happening or maybe uh, get their kids involved with it uh that that'd be great because you're doing some great work there and and I guess you're you're friends with the Auburn uh, football chaplain, except for this week, perhaps. I don't know. You've, maybe you maybe don't talk to. It.
0: No, we we, <laughs> we actually um, actually our ministries have some of the same support partnership. Yeah. And actual uh, board of directors, and um, you know, you have a lot of people in Birmingham that are Auburn graduates, so. And Alabama. So we have uh God has allowed us to be in the part of the same congregation um, as far as the board of directors. So that's how Chad and I have stayed close over the years. And we uh, we love each other. It uh, The game of the game of that, that the Lord wants us playing is bigger than this game. But I think we honored him by doing our best to have our players ready to play on saturday
1: exactly yeah it's, it's a fine line for sure and, and um and on, on your foundation website under your bio it lists some of your favorite things and and one thing that kind of stood out to me is your favorite place in the world listed is israel and uh i've been myself about 10 years ago and got to walk and the, the where jesus walked and Obviously, everything happening there now. Um, what 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 about Israel? I mean, have you been? I assume, and what stands out to you?
0: I went in 2013, and I would recommend to any believer that if they really want the written words of the pages of their Bible to come to life, go to Israel, and now your yeah. your pages will come to life like nev- never before.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't want to uh, let you go before I uh, – maybe you can do this or can't do this. Any kind of uh, score prediction uh, for the, uh, the Iron Bowl? I know I was actually – the only Iron Bowl that I've attended was the one two years ago at Jordan-Hare Stadium, which was the – I think it was two or three overtimes, maybe more. And, four. Uh, four. Four in, 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 in Auburn – and, and all est- and a lot of estimations Auburn probably should have won that game, but they they led Alabama back in it. and um, so uh, now're we're, we're back at Jordan Hare again. So any any kind of prediction uh, for the game on Saturday?
0: No, I don't ever give a prediction. I just uh, I'll encourage our players to play uh, with a spirit of excellence. Just play with yeah. a spirit of excellence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know it's exciting for fans and to, to go to the game on a Saturday afternoon with the full bellies and after Thanksgiving. And um, and and Jeremiah, I close out every episode with a prayer. I'd love for you to, to pray us out, if you don't mind.
0: I'd be happy to, Jason. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we we pause right now during this season of Thanksgiving. And Lord, we I say thank you for. The University of Alabama and Auburn University, both football teams, Lord. Both universities, because they have helped train and produce great people that live in our state, leaders. We thank you for this season of Thanksgiving. We thank you for our country. You, we thank you for our government. We thank you for our communities. We ask you to continue to bless us, keep us, make your face shine upon us, be gracious unto us, your countenance to be upon us, and that we would continue to abide in your eternal peace. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Jeremiah, I do talk, you know, along with talking a lot about faith on this Run the Race podcast, which is on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple. So we talk about fitness as well. And one last thing. <laughs> Um, you know, I know you've been, you know, it's more than 30 years since you played the NFL, but do you, um, still do things now like fitness wise to try to keep yourself in shape? You're still a young man. Um, so <laughs> I know you, Amen. I, I, Amen. <laughs> you probably don't, I don't know if you play football anymore, but, uh, you play, I guess, uh, other
0: sports or other uh, workouts. Jason, I'm, I, um, I have a real, very regimented, uh, exercise routine that I've been, doing ever since i retired from football and i keep it i it's uh for me it's um i i like having a with what i do with our players i think you i need a lot of energy to do that and enthusiasm and exercise is a great way to keep uh to continue to have that
1: yeah well that's that's very good especially you know um you know when all the food we're going to eat on Thanksgiving I guess you have Thanksgiving you're you're having a lot of the family together to eat a big feast
0: we'll have about 35 people at the house
1: oh man that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun and then the Iron Bowl a couple of days later so well well, Jeremiah Castile thank you so much for your time I appreciate and thank you for for your your faith journey and 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 having so many I'm sure you've impacted so many people along the way and, and and uh I know for the kingdom of God and it's, it's, uh, it's really, it's really awesome to see.
0: Thank you, sir. Happy
1: Thanksgiving. All right. Thanks. You too.